This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are talking about a really cool topic this week, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because we have Andy here, and Andy's <laughs> going to tell us about this topic because he brought it to the team, and it's an amazing topic, Andy. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, celebra- I'll start it off by celebrating myself there. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, no, we were, uh, some of us were on the um, Wild at Heart um they did a Zoom meeting, um, talk a lot. Uh, we listen to them a lot on their podcast, and they're constantly talking about men's hearts. And as as they're really wanting to see a move of God nationally and, and worldwide on, for men's hearts. And as leaders, they just feel like we, you know, who have, the, have walked out the message, who understand what's going on, a lot of the message of Wild at Heart is, you know, you're constantly – um, allowing Jesus to heal you from wounds, and you're basically being discipled, you're growing, you're learning, you're becoming a mature Christian. And in doing so, a lot of times we get weary in that. Uh, we just do it and continually do it, and it's always like the next checkbox, okay, we've got that down, let's move on to the other thing. And uh, the the focus really is is taking time to celebrate. Don't just jump to the next thing and not only celebrate what God has done in your life, but help others celebrate. Because sometimes we don't see even what God's done in us. We need to help our brothers out and and help them celebrate and point out what God's done in their life. Yeah, Thank you, Andy. Absolutely. And and we talked about in the the previous show just a couple of the things that kind of get in the way of that. You know, one is forgetfulness, right, or a to-do list, you know, that I want to move on to that next thing. But if you've ever worked— in an environment of continuous improvement, which most companies do, at some point, if you don't take time to celebrate, you begin to ask yourself, is, is it never good enough? Right? And that's what you can personally feel, whether you even articulate it. You, you get this weariness that you described, right? And it's taking the time to celebrate. You know, one of the things that they, they'll talk about if you're trying to lose weight, you know, it's been a goal of mine. And one of the, the things that they talk about is you don't measure your goal on how much you have left to do. You measure it on how far you've already came. Because if you can celebrate the three pounds or the five pounds or the 10 pounds that you lost, it gives you fuel for the next leg, right? But if I'm always looking at the 15 or 20 or whatever that number is that I want to lose, and oh, it's only down by one, I still have 19 more to go, you lose heart, right? And this whole celebration mentality is very biblical, isn't it, Robbie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you, were, you had your hand up. I thought you had a point. <laughs> <laughs> I have the answer. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, you had talked about it earlier that when you dig into the word celebrate, it really has to do with how great life is. I mean, that if you were to, to, to diagram that word the way that I do, 
it means that life is like great, great. They use the great word twice. And, and it has to do with how great God is, specifically, that we're, we're getting a chance to see that as it becomes part of our testimony. And then you talked about journaling, which has everything to do with keeping a chronicle of the truth. And in, in John Bunyan's genius of A Pilgrim's Progress, which, you know, I, I think about all the time, actually, is the, the hero of the story, Christian, is trying to go up the hill of difficulty. And he falls asleep. And he drops out of his bosom his testimony on the ground, and he loses it. And he almost can't finish the journey because he doesn't have his testimony. And as I began to think about what that means in my own world, that when things really start to begin to get discouraging, those things that are, I have written down that are actually when Jesus came to my rescue, whether it was my crushed leg or, or, or the night that I got to almost see his face and I was going through that. And unfortunately for me, those things are written down and when you're talking about the personal celebration with Jesus, it's actually me and my testimony. Like, yeah, you were here for this and you were here for this. And, and, and that's more of on a personal level of, of celebration, mm -hmm. but it, that's kind of where that really comes from. Absolutely. And that's, that's, what's gonna encourage you because, you know, you talked about the journal of truth. It's a, it's a record mm -hmm. of truths, right? Well, who's our enemy? The father of lies. Yeah. Right, so when you're constantly being bombarded with lies, you can only counteract that with truth. Yep. And so I want to go back to a story that we had uh, before the, the break. We, we got a little bit of a glimpse of it before we went from show, mm. the regular show to the after hours. But Danny, you've had a, a, a time where you kind of had something on your heart, got a little discouragement, but God didn't let you stay there, right? You were telling us a little bit about that story. Yeah, I'd gone through a, a process of, I felt like God was calling me into ministry. And part of that process, I felt like, was being ordained. And I started in, in the denomination we were in, and I won't mention it, but the they had a process to go through. So it was just like mail-in packets that you filled out and that kind of thing. Well, in one of the packets, the, the paper was in big, bold letters. It said, if you've ever been divorced, we pretty much don't want you. So I carry it back to the... Our ministry director at the time, tears in my eyes and going, they're not going to have anything to do with me. And I'm hopeless at this point. And our pastor at the time, he he started a process to meet with the state overseer. Just, I mean, forever grateful for my former pastor. But anyway, and in this time, I'm sitting in church one Sunday and my youngest niece, they're, they're, they're there, we're going to dedicate her. And we're there, the family, and, you know, big church. And they, I think the church took the took the scripture, be fruitful and multiply, literally, because there was a ton of babies being, you know, it was, it was crazy. And so they didn't have enough elders to, and so pastor goes, now I'm sitting there in self-pity, not going to be ordained. I can't do this. I can't do that. And, and, and God says, well, the pastor says, Danny, come up here. I need you. So I got to step in and and christen my young, my second youngest niece, who's now thirteen. And what God spoke that day was, "You let me decide where you can go and what you can do. I'm running the show." 
And it, it literally has changed my life because I did go on to pastor says that the state overseer says, find a little local ministry, pay them whatever it is. If you believe in the guy, turn him loose. And we were involved in Piedmont Ministeel. And so the pastor over that, I called him and I said, hey, here's what's going on. He says, I've been waiting on your call. When do you want to do it? <laughs> Next week, good? I'm like, I'm thinking, what? And so I literally got ordained one week, did a wedding the next week, and went to Brazil the week after that. So <laughs> what a summer. Wow. A lot to celebrate there. Now you got me rethinking about praying about ordaining because I don't want to go to Africa. That'll be the- <laughs> You'll go to Brazil. Because <laughs> okay, so Brazil, that might be a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I think, you know, one of the things that's hard about this is we conceptually understand it, but then there's a practical application. Now, you had a pastor that left you over, after 18 years, one really bit of wisdom you shared with us in the break. Remember what that was? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, his statement was, information without application will never bring about transformation. Right. And so we're getting information. I'm talking to us as a team, you know, the people sitting around the mics, and you that are listening, who we're getting information today, but without the application, we're going to be at the same place mm-hmm. six months from now, a year from now, and still being feeling weary, feeling like, oh, man, there's so much in front of us, falling for the lies, all those kinds of things. So... The question I have for you, what's going to be different? What's going to be different with your celebration? You know, when you brought up the topic, Andy, for me, one of the things that I have not often recognized, and I've mentioned it many, 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 many times on the show, but, you know, the breakthrough of not feeling like I had anything important to say. Hmm. Now, I know that the enemy, in, in, oh. in, the, in the movie The Beautiful Mind, there's a great little <laughs> scene where the enemy's always around this guy, mm-hmm. yelling at him. All the time. The enemy's always going to be there yelling those same things mm-hmm. at me. I get that. But it's not letting them have a place to land and to stick. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and living in the celebration of, thank you, God, I do know that there are times mm-hmm. that you call me to have something to say, and I believe that to be more true now than I believed it, the other to be true for the mm-hmm. longest part of my life. And, and living in that reality will help me speak up in situations where I would normally not be as comfortable to do that. Yep. Right, because when I feel God calling, I need to say, "Okay, God, I'm going to trust you and walk with you mm-hmm. in this." Right, but the only way to do that is to live in that celebration and live in that reality. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I just I think we just we don't really focus on taking the time. So you you asked how how uh, I would do things differently. I'll just give you an example. Not how how are you? Going how to am it? I going to? Well, yeah. I'll give you an example. I had really got a, kind of gotten stagnant with all the COVID stuff. I've been in a, working the same thing. I've been trying. I've had this one certification two times already. I needed to go for it for the third time, and that seemed like that's a big hill to start over because the material has changed and it's like. So I finally dove into it, and I did very well on the test. And that and to me. That sense of satisfaction of coming through uh, and and really doing well, I was like, you know, I make things much bigger than they are. I look at this big mountain, and really, you know, it was a challenge to get to, to where I need. But that celebration made me want to go back and take the next test, or that that victory made me want to go back and take the test, celebrate that, go on and get get motivated again. We as a the way our hearts work, I believe, is that. You will get um, stuck. You will get 
you know, just not really making progress in the light, you start procrastinating a lot of things. It says, I think in Proverbs, uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It keeps you from going on to the other things. And I think celebration is a key part of it. You've really acknowledged that it happened. You've made progress. So I can go on to the next thing and have confidence I'm going to hit the next thing as well, you know? Yeah, it's when the doubts creep in that the procrastination creeps in. Right. They tend to go hand in hand. Right. So, you know, Morgan talks about celebrating the weird. (laughs) Okay. And if you know me well, you go, okay, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, you're all agreeing with me. So, what I was thinking about different when you you challenged us a little bit is every time I take the Holy Spirit's lead, like he says, okay, you know, you may have heard me describe about how I have this tendonitis, and I now understand that it's the M sound of the mem, and it's actually Jesus calling. So every time I hear this humming in my ears, it really is a, it's a pretty cool thing. I actually celebrate the fact that, hey, that's you. I got you. <laughs> you know, like, that's really, really cool. And I had some breakthrough that I was celebrating the other day, and Jesus is a very, very phenomenal at giving gifts whenever you get a breakthrough, and he he came and he held my hand and very specifically he held my left hand which i didn't understand that at the time but as he did i i you know he has nail holes in his hand and so i felt the blood that was actually like almost like the celebration of communion that you talked about harold as i was holding his hand and so as you know just being totally the weird person i am Right now, I'm, I keep experiencing this. I hear the humming. I hold out my hand. Jesus holds my hand. I feel the blood, and, and I feel part of being in Christ. And the neat thing is, is that all these things keep growing. And what I and, and what I'm trying to illustrate, I guess, is that the Holy Spirit will tell you some pretty weird things to do, but if you go with it. It's phenomenal the, the way that it changes what you believe is actually going on right this minute. So if you're me and you just chopped up your little finger on your left hand last night, you know, with a hedge trimmer, but it just so happened that that was the hand that Jesus was going to hold. And as I'm laying there getting stitched up last night, what did that mean to me? That I'm, I'm literally celebrating as I'm listening to the humming in my ears and <laughs> Jesus is holding my cut-up left hand. I mean, that's a pretty good place to be in spite of the fact that you're in a pretty bad place. And this isn't the medication speaking. This is, a, <laughs> <laughs> this is Robbie on an everyday cotton. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're opio- opioids involved. They were. They were. <laughs> no, but this that's is all part of the experience. <laughs> no, but this is the truth before that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to put. I'm poking fun, but that's the truth that you live in, right? That's the journey you have with Jesus, and all of us are. Uh, all of ours is, is different in our pro- our processes, right? But I think we need to be consistent in that celebration. One of the things I got to commit to is I got to commit to journaling. And I hate to even say that on the air because then I feel like I got to go do it. Um, but there's so much that's robbed from me. So much that's robbed from me. You know, and I think I'm always going to remember, oh, you're going to remember something God mm-hmm. said. Obviously, I got to remember that. And then it's gone. Yeah, but you got a victory from last week. I do have a victory. Uh, last week, I had made the statement, you know, we're talking about 
belief, you know, and my word for the year was believe and, and what do I believe in, right? And so I said I was going to do something and I did that. I, I put on my mirror, what do I choose? To, what do you choose to believe today? And then mm-hmm. at the bottom below that says choose truth. And I, I put it in my bathroom so I have to see it every morning. You know, it's the only time I actually look in the mirrors in the morning. You know, if you ha- if you were me, that's all, the only time you look at the mirror as well. But uh, I, I look in the morning, and then I put it in my car on my dash down by my stereo. And, and throughout the day, as life, I'm in my car a lot for work. As life mm-hmm. comes at me and tries to strip away the truth, mm-hmm. tries to get me to believe other things, right now it's acting as an anchor. Yeah. I don't think it's a permanent solution. Right, but I think it's a solution for now that gets me to a permanent solution. Well, on the journaling issue, I, you know, I can only offer, you know, what I do, what he did, you know, and again, it was Holy Spirit guided, so here you go. So I use my phone, you know, I use notes. And, you know, part of my daily prayer routine mm-hmm. is to ask Jesus, what did you pray for me that day? And then I get a piece of scripture and I get a word and I ask those every day. And I journal those. In other words, I'm sitting there with my phone when I get the answer. Mm-hmm. I put that. You would be shocked at how many times during the day <laughs> I go back to go, That's oh, awesome. yeah. And because you, you totally lost it. Or you go back, man, I know I was thinking mm-hmm. about that three or four days ago. And it's right there in your phone, in your notes. You mm-hmm. have it all the time mm-hmm. right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, but it's it starts with, in my case, you know, you know actually saying, okay, you know, in the prayer. Mm-hmm. Asking the questions, asking, you know, where are we going to today, Jesus, and what what do you want to talk about? I'm laughing because today I'm out working, right? And so I've got one headphone. It, it's it's like separate headphones. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. you know wireless, so you can have mm-hmm. one in and listen to it. It's an AirPod. And so I'm I'm working outside, and I happen to be listening to some music because I'm not having to really mm-hmm. think too much. And the song comes on, and I'm like, that is a great topic for the radio show. I should write that down. <laughs> And then the next song came on, and it was from a different genre, and it was a different band altogether, obviously, and it was on the same topic. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 this is a great topic. I can't tell you what it is. I got no clue. I, luckily, I remember one of the bands, so I'm going to have to go back and look at every one of their songs oh, and go, okay, God, I should have just wrote it down when you gave it to mm-hmm. me. But I was like, oh, this is going to be a great topic, and now it's gone. Yeah, and when those things happen, because you feel like you're really, they God really gave them to you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like a revelation in your spirit, and then it becomes, you know, a reverse ear moth or whatever. Instead of getting a song stuck over and over in your, it's the song that's just not there. You cannot yeah. think about it. You can, you're all around it, but you cannot bring it back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some, you know. Yeah commercial jingle that's in my head now you well know, i mean it goes thing. along too with what we talked i think this was i see i can't remember from you know 30 minutes ago but i think we were talking between shows is that the old testament there was there was a couple of examples i feel like a celebration one for the remembrance part is build an altar build uh, a tabernacle build something of es- of essence to remember those things by or the celebrations, the feast. Feasts were key, and they truly are celebrations that are remembering the goodness of God, but in how he communes with his people. I think we gave the example of of communion, um, Harold did. But, you know, there's just, it is a concept that we don't think about a lot, I don't think. But I think you made a great point of talking about we do it naturally with our kids. Yeah. I, mean, I think most people do, at least we should, right? We look for opportunities to celebrate any type of thing that they they do 
right? You know, you celebrate the report card, you celebrate this, you know, and whether it's coming from a C to a B or a D to a C or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be straight A's. Learning to find reasons to celebrate that are not fake. It's not a participation trophy, right? But it's a reason to celebrate them, you know, but we, we don't do a very good job of doing that for ourselves. And some of it feels like maybe that's too much self-interest. And I'm not saying that, but it's more of a, a focus on your own heart. Are you guarding your own heart from you? Because a lot of times you can be your own worst enemy. Yeah, to to that point, we were talking about it her, her, <laughs> earlier about, you know, what's God's involvement? Is is he up there saying, way to go, and we're down like, dang, I did, I, you know. Just looking at ourselves like we're not, you know, worthy or it wasn't that big of a deal, well— you know, you did it all, God, or whatever. He's one. I I truly believe he's probably sitting there just waiting for us to obviously give him praise for it, but to acknowledge the victory that we've had together. You know. So, thank you, Andy. Uh, separate question that I didn't prepare you for because I love those. Um, what uh, I'm trying to think. What what type of gosh? I can't even phrase it. So maybe I need to let God work on it. Right now, what do you feel like you need to go celebrate that God's done in your life, that God's helped you do in your life, that God's helped you achieve? For me, it's being able to get on the highway and drive without screaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried for a long time, but until I really asked the Holy Spirit to help me do what I couldn't do, and... uh, so my sweetheart has now agreed that well we'll we'll go to Alabama for the my nephew's wedding, and uh, maybe we'll take that Christmas trip. Nice. She's uh, got more confidence in my driving that she had lost. So there you go. That's that's a big thing for me. That is a big one. Yeah, for me, I think it's a recognition of the healing that's happened that's changed my propensity to go to anger right away. Um, I've had calls from both of my, my sons recently, you know, one had a fender bender, the other one got a ticket, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been anger. It would have been what, you know, once I knew they were okay, the first question would have been, is everything okay? And then it would have been anger, you know, and it just wasn't that way. It's like, all right. I mean, they know they made a mistake. They know what they did wrong. They don't need me reiterating it. You know, they need me to say, okay, what do we do now? Right? You know, obviously in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't afford my insurance to go up. Right? I mean, that's on. But it wasn't on the forefront. That would have been the predominant thing of being angry about something. You know, and I was such an angry person so much of the time over the littlest things. You know, and I really think that's changed. And I see that dynamic with my sons. And the fruit of that is I think they bring more things to me now because they can trust my reactions. I don't think they ever distrusted dad. They just didn't know which dad they were going to get on a given day. And I think they're they're getting a more consistent dad more of the time. And that has nothing to do with me other than being willing to enter into things and letting Jesus do the work, you know, and celebrating. That's more the guy I want to be. And I want to be more of that guy a year from now than I am today and even more of that five years from now. And the only way to do that is to keep entering into those things with Jesus mm-hmm. and letting those things go away that the enemy wants to poke at, right. that hurt and cause the anger. I think um, 
I've thought a lot this week for some reason. December, my wife and I have been married 18 years. Both of us have been divorced twice. And when I think about that, we don't celebrate that enough because I can remember when we got married, you know, I love to read. I struggle with the journal thing. Somewhere in one of my journals, I wrote at the top of a page, what robs you of your time? And there's nothing under it because I didn't take time to figure out what robbed me of my time. Journaling. Uh, journaling robbed me of my time. But, the you know, celebrating the fact that we we have a a good relationship that we don't celebrate enough. That, you know, the, she's put up with me for 18 years, thanks to your prayers now, Sam. You know, but, the, uh, but uh and she met Darren and Sheila at church Sunday, and she's still going to let me hang out with y'all. So <laughs> I was shot at Darren because he's not here. That's an answer uh, to prayer. Yeah, an answer to prayer. <laughs> but those are the things you celebrate. You celebrate your, your children. You celebrate your, you know, I have two great kids and everything. So those are the kind of things I want to focus on and and celebrate. Robbie, what, anything for you? I know I'm just throwing it at you. You're just kind of sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'll just, I'll just like trip him up because I could have some fun. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I certainly can think of one of the things I got from this show. You know, it's kind of actually from LeBron James. It is making sure. They are name dropping again. Yeah, <laughs> my old buddy. <laughs> no, it was actually. How can I help my brothers to see how special they are and recognize when they're getting beat up and and, and try to speak into that? Um, Because a lot of times, you know, we're walking around and and you can see it in their in their eyes that they're just they're not feeling, you know, what God's feeling Mm. because. You know, you're not believing what you're believing. Well, it really, really does help when a when a dear brother, and, and I'm talking about. I liked what what brave. I mean, Wild at Heart talks about an ally is somebody that is it when they're at war, you're at war. When you're at war, they're at war. And so, when you see that war going on in their eyes, to actually enter into that. Not just from a standpoint of, oh, you know, you're mm-hmm. special. You're actually mm-hmm. probably going to have to enter into it and mm-hmm. and, and and celebrate with them. But it, it's going to take some battle in order to get mm-hmm. to that celebration. So what is it that God's prompting you to celebrate? What is it that he's calling you to risk right now? To step into a place of risk because maybe you need to risk a little bit before you can celebrate. Or maybe saying, no, you've risked a lot. You've risked much. Take some time. Celebrate. Enjoy this with me, and then we'll take on that next step, right? But where does God have you today? And the only He has the answer for you. We don't have it. We can just prompt you and say, take it to Him and say, God, I know you got something for me. And one of the things He probably has for you is going to the next boot camp, November 12th through 15th. Go to maskonjourney.org to register now. We'd love to see you there, and we'll talk to you next week. This is The Truth Network.